Coming up on this week's show, the guys recap Birmingham's defeat to Manchester City and discuss where it all went wrong for the team in this year's Continental Cup campaign. We also preview the weekend's action as Blues take on Bristol City. All of this and more on today's podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies podcast, Great Since 68. It is episode 12 and it is brought to you as always by damsandparkdames.co.uk. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined as always by Chris Pugh. How have you been this week, Chris? Yeah, not too bad, thanks Craig. I've, I've, had, I've had a bit of a cold myself, to be fair. It's been, I it's, it's, I've, I thought I got over it by last night and then, then today it's hit me again. I, it's all building up before Christmas. I know. We'll move swiftly onto the show, though, (laughs) and we'll begin with looking back at this past weekend and the 2-0 defeat to Manchester City. Nikita Paris and Claire Elmsley with the goals. You were at this one, Chris. Uh, Tell us from your perspective what happened. The result was probably fair in the end. Um, We didn't we didn't get going first half. We didn't we didn't keep the ball well enough. We didn't you know the movement off the ball wasn't to the levels that we'd be hoping for. And if you're not aren't it 100% against a side like Man City, then then you're going to struggle to get anything. We spoke last week about the, the fitness levels um, of the Man City players. The fact that they've played international games might help us, but it didn't work out that way. They were they were on it from, from minute one, really. Um, you know, they were closing down, pressing us, forcing the errors quite well. And to be fair, they were worthy of their 2-0 lead at half-time. Defensively, positioning was a little bit off for the first goal Paris broke through and scored and then the second goal was a good cross from the right but it came all the way across the box and at this level you really can't afford to do that and and Emsley's stuck it in at the back post and then you're chasing the game from then on and I think second half we were a lot better and got on the ball a bit more looked a little bit more composed and caused them a few more problems but overall I think City deserved their win. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. Um, were you surprised that Keris Harrop started on the bench after missing a month uh, due to suspension? Possibly, yeah. I think we said last week that she'd probably be itching and raring to go to, to start the game. But he went for Westwood. He went with a back four. Westwood and Mannion were centre-half and, and Megan Sargent was at right-back. Possibly a little bit strange, you know, when, when your captain's available to play, you'd, you'd expect her to play, but... I don't know whether it is the fact that she hadn't played for a month and they were a little bit concerned about whether whether she was properly match fit or not. But she looked good when she came on. She looked composed and, you know, she, she, she certainly didn't look as though she was struggling when she came on. That's good to hear, Chris. Um, obviously, it was uh, not so good news for Emily Westwood, who went off injured. From your point of view, what, what happened in that incident? I think it was an unfortunate one. Um, it, immediately when you're there... My initial thought was that was, that was a little bit of a nasty t- challenge and, and Emsley might have left her leg in, but I actually think, you know, looking back on it, it it's probably just a an unfortunate collision, really, and it, it's caught Westwood's knee, I think it was, or her ankle. Unfortunately, Westwood's had an experience of injuries there, um, so, you know, you didn't want to take a risk. She looked like she was in quite a bit of pain. She had to be helped off the pitch, you know, she... She wanted to walk off the pitch, but you could see that she was struggling. So we had to make the change. Hopefully, it's not a serious one, and she can be back as soon as possible. Yeah, well, there's no, there's been no um, club statement as of yet of what the injury is, but hopefully, she's yeah. back soon, as you say. Yeah, I think she tweeted later in the day that that it wasn't as bad as 
as she feared. Um, so hopefully that is the case and uh, and she can be back raring to go for, if not the Bristol game, then then the Sunderland game in the new year. Certainly that looks like, uh, that sounds a positive, Chris. Abby Lee Stringer missed the game also due to glandular fever. According to the NHS website, the symptoms of glandular fever, which can include a high temperature and a severely sore throat, can go away after a three-week period. However, it can also cause extreme tiredness, and that can also uh, last for several months. Abby is really good in the midfield. She, she doesn't usually get spotted for doing something um, outstanding, but when she's not there, you can usually tell, if, if, you get, if you get what I mean, Chris. Yeah, she moves the ball quick, you know, and she's that link in the middle you know from defense to attack and you know she's happy to receive the ball and and get the ball off quickly and when she does that well then you know correspondingly blues normally play well when she's playing well so you know it, it was a miss but we had we had jess and hayley lad with a midfield two with andrean just in front of those su- supporting the front three so you know it was a, it was a relatively strong midfield um we didn't really get going in that first half and you know, for for all the huff and puff in the second half, we 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 were better, but unfortunately the game had gone by then, and, and you know City's job was just to defend and try and hit us on the counter. It sometimes works against you, Chris, after an international break that when a lot of your players have played international games that we talked about the tiredness last week, but it yeah. seems like it had the adverse effect, and it was it gave them more. Um, so they were they were straight off into the game because they'd been playing recently, as opposed to some of our players who hadn't played for a good few weeks. It depends which side you look at it, really, isn't it? You know, if your team is the one with the international players, then you probably say, well, at least they'll be match match ready and ready to go because, that, like you say, they have played two games in the last week and, and our girls have just been training sort of thing. We were looking for a, a positive or two, you know, with the need for the victory to stay in the competition. So we went down that route. Uh, unfortunately, they... They did look ready to go and there were certainly no fitness issues. There's been a lot of uh, illness and injury uh, issues for our club uh, recently, Chris. Obviously, uh, Mark said after the uh, the game that Megan Sargent was uh, playing through illness and uh, yeah. Bella, Bella Linden got injured in midweek, uh, an injury uh, shoulder, which is hopefully not too bad. You've got the long-term absences of Anne-Catherine Berger and obviously Alan White. Yeah. Um, it, it's obviously not gone our way recently, Chris, with this. It, it, it seems like every time something happens, something else is added onto it, and it's just a bit like Man City. We're down to the bare bones at the moment. Yeah. I, unfortunately, injuries happen, but you know, I heard a few Man City fans bemoaning the fact that Lawley was out and, and a couple of others were out, and you, you're looking at their squad. You know, I think they only had four on the bench. And two of those were keepers. But, um, you know, you look at our side, you've just mentioned the names that were missing from us. Like, we're missing our first-choice keeper. We're missing an England international striker. Um, you met Abby Lee was out. So there's a, a girl who's, who's played midfield most of the season for us. And then Bella is out. You know, Bella's been a long-term absence here as well. And, and Megan wasn't fit. And then Westwood goes off injured. So it is, it's... You know, there's quite a few, and and it does pile up. And as much as as much as other teams have their injuries as well, you know, you, the likes of Man City have got such such depth in their squad. You know that that they can bring in top class players as well. Whereas, you know, I'm not saying we haven't got top class players in reserve, but possibly when when our Ellen Whites and and things are, are missing, we we feel it a bit more, and it hits us a little bit harder. 
Yeah, I would I would agree with with like the the financial backing that the likes of Man City and Chelsea have got recently. You can see that they they can afford to have strength and depth for if, even though Man City choose not to. Yeah, well, I mean, January comes and Man City are bringing in Nadia Nadim, I think the Denmark striker. Chelsea are bringing in another Swedish defender, you know, to to bolster their ranks like they really need another top-class international player. The, the rest of us can't do that at the moment. But we've got to keep going. We've got to keep fighting. And, and whoever it is that turns up and puts on that blue shirt has got to, has got to put in an effort and, and try and challenge these teams. We've had a little bit of a difficult run, at, you know, a lot of games away from home. But now, now we've got a little bit of a nicer run coming up. Um, and hopefully look, the girls have... I've still got the confidence and, and the belief to, to go on and pick up some points now. We certainly hope so. Looking back at the group stages as a, as a whole, Chris, uh, Birmingham played 4-1-2 and lost twice. Uh, does it all come down to the Everton game for you? If we had had that at home maybe and had the Doncaster or Oxford game away, maybe things could have been a bit different? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, I certainly think we we haven't qualified from the group because we've lost to Everton. That that's That's definitely true. I don't know about at home. Obviously, at home, it's it's a different game. But you know, I think we had the quality to beat Everton away, and uh, and on the day, we we just weren't good enough. Um, you know, we we didn't get going enough. So I think that that is ultimately where we've where we've been knocked out of the competition. Um, you know, it's a competition we got to the final in last year. We've got a good record in, and I'm sure Mark would have wanted to do well. But you know, our focus has got to be elsewhere now. It's obviously the uh, the million dollar question, as they say, Chris. But what did you think we need to do to ever come out witness hoodoo, uh, so to speak? <laughs> oh, put a bit of grass down. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's um, maybe it's one day a, we'll know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I'm sure eventually at some point we're going we're going to win there, and the confidence can grow. But you know, I think everybody finds it difficult there with the pitch, and you know, obviously when Everton and Liverpool play there they're used to it a bit more and you know it, it is an advantage and it's definitely a leveler um we've just got to find a way to a, a game plan to get us going there hopefully we'll find a way when we play everton in the league chris yeah absolutely what were your lasting memories of this year's uh, continental cup run be chris perhaps it was Haley lad's first goal for blues against oxford or maybe they come back against doncaster in st andrews I, i'd have to say the st andrews game yeah i mean obviously being a blues a Birmingham men's fan as well. It's it's a special place for me to see Blues ladies playing there and scoring goals and winning there, and that'd be my highlight. You know, obviously the disappointment of, of the Everton away, but de- definitely playing at St Andrews and and scoring three goals and winning w- was a big plus point. Especially given that they haven't uh, you haven't seen many wins at that stadium recently, Chris. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I know it's a sore point, but. It, 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 it at least put the smiles on the faces of the staff who were there. They they were a bit they were a bit um, downtrodden until that result. So they, they yeah, probably enjoyed that's... that day at least. Well, I hope so. Yeah, and obviously I got to see Hayley Ladd and Chloe Peplow on the same pitch, which is which is a bonus as well. So speaking of Chloe Peplow, she came on for the last twenty minutes for Doncaster Bells this past weekend in a five-one victory over Oxford in the Continental Cup. Uh, elsewhere, Sophie Bagley was not playing, uh, obviously because she's cup tied. And Coral Jade Haynes is set to face Chelsea on Wednesday evening in the same competition. In terms of goalkeepers, Chris, going back in terms of Sophie, she might the potential of her returning after the after the new year. Wh- what do you think of the idea of that? Personally, I would think, given that we can't get relegated in this season, it would be a good time to give the likes of Hannah Hampton and Fran Stenson game time because. We haven't got anything to lose, really, and Sophie Bagley can get the time she needs at Bristol. What do you think of that? 
I think I agree. Um, when you first hear the news about Anne, obviously your first thought is the disappointment for Anne. But then as a supporter as well, you think, OK, goalkeeper situation. And immediately I thought we've got the recall clause on, in Sophie's contract and that's going to be that's going to solve that issue. But, you know, you, when you think about it w- with a rational sense, I do. I think Sophie would probably be better off staying at Bristol for the season. You know, she's she's moved down there. She's just settling in. She's making friends with the Bristol players and, you know, getting used to playing in that side. And then to disrupt it, to bring her back now, you know, might not be beneficial for her. And hopefully, with the best outcome, Anne might be back in February. And if she is back in February, then Sophie's got the end of the season where she's not playing again. The Man City game, although we lost 2-0, I actually thought Hannah Hampton had a very good game. She made a couple of good saves. She looked comfortable. She, you know, she came for a few crosses. Her distribution was very good. So for a very young keeper playing away at Man City, I was impressed with her. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. You, you Obviously, you don't want Sophie sitting on a bench wherever she's going to be playing. And no, if, absolutely, and, yeah. And, and we want to stay positive and think Anne might be back by the end of the season. But even if she isn't, as I say, we can't get relegated and it would it's the best chance to give the likes of Hannah Hampton game time because next season we won't be able to give that ex- experience to them because we want to obviously we we can't go down next year. Yeah, and obviously next season you hope that Anne and Sophie are vying for that number one spot. Absolutely. Um, so Hannah and Franz game time m- might be limited and it might be them having to go out on loan. So while they're here, you know, while Hannah has the chance to play with good players, experienced players like Mannion and, and Harrop in front of her and Westwood, then, then I'm sure it'll only help her development as well. And Sophie's getting her development and now Hannah can have hers as well. Completely agree with that, Chris. We'll move on to our preview shortly, but first I'd like to talk to you about Simply Cook. Simply Cook is a subscription-based recipe box that delivers you the spices and pastes to really bring out your creative side in the kitchen. Simply Cook has 76 fantastic recipe cards to choose from and you will receive four of them at a time. I personally use the service and have done so since May and have tried at least 48 of the recipes on offer. How does it work? You sign up, choose the recipes that you want to try and they deliver the spices and pastes to your door. All you need then is to buy the fresh ingredients from the shop and you are away. Broaden your cooking today and try Simply Cook. Simply go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash Simply Cook 68. That's bit.ly forward slash Simply Cook 68. Sign up and you will have your first box half price. Help support the show today and try this great service today. Moving on to the Bristol City game then. We beat them 2-0 back in the spring series at Damsing Park. It was a double for Ellen White on that occasion. Obviously, she won't be there this time. We've seen what the likes of Lauren Hemp can do earlier in the season against Arsenal. We have the same record from our opening five games as Bristol City have. And we should expect a tough game this weekend, Chris. I remember the game last season and they're a side that like to play in possession and play good football as well. I think it was probably one of the most entertaining games of last season, actually, when Bristol came to ours. I expect it to be a good game, but I expect it to be quite open, which might help us when we're playing teams who are supposedly on our level or not as good as us, especially at our ground. You know, teams sit in and make it difficult for us. But I think Bristol will probably have a go at us, try and attack us, which which hopefully will leave spaces for us going forward. 
Bristol have conceded 16 goals this season, despite Sophie Bagley's best efforts in goal. But our top two scorers are out this game, Chris. Charlie Welling's away in uh, Florida for the tournament yeah. and Ellen White injured, obviously. Where do you think the goals will come from? <sighs> Anywhere, hopefully. <laughs> um, there'll be a lot of pressure on possibly Frida playing up front. She didn't play the Man City game, which might suggest that she might be in for a start against Bristol. Lucy Quinn, hopefully. You know, but set pieces... We've got pretty tall defenders who can get their held in it. Two great set-piece takers in Hayley Ladd and Paige Williams, of course. Hayley Ladd, by the way, scored straight from the corner against Man City and the referee disallowed it, which was quite baffling. But yeah, it's good set-piece takers and, and strong players who could get their head on it. So, you know, hopefully, like you say, I think the first goal is important. If we get the first goal, it'll settle us down and we can go and attack on them. Our look on the road hasn't been there this season, but we've actually unbeaten at home this season so far. Uh, three wins in three, including two at Damsling Park. It is important for any team to create a fortress at their, their home ground. In the past two seasons, we've lost just four games at home in regular time. Twice to Chelsea, once to Man City and once to Liverpool. Out of 18 games, that's pretty good, Chris. Yeah, it's a very good record. It shows that teams do fear coming to Solihull. With the run that we've had, we've had a few tough games. We've, you know, we've played Arsenal away, we've played City away twice now, and we've played twice in Widnes. So it, it's it's been a tough, it's been a tough little run, and and it's been difficult to get some consistency going. But hopefully now we're back at Solihull against Bristol, we can we can start showing what we're really about and and put on a show for the fans. Let's hope so. And obviously, with the back end of the season, we've got a lot more home games than we did in the first half. It's going to be interesting to see if we can get real momentum towards the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and that is the key. You know, if you pick up a win against Bristol and then and then get something from the Sunderland game at the start of the year, then then you're on a little bit of a roll and the confidence gets going then. And the final thing before we go this week, Chris, we're going to do predictions. We I forgot to do it last week, and I, yeah. we probably would have got it both wrong because we probably would have gone for a Birmingham win. But yeah, I'd have gone with a sneaky one, Will probably. Yeah, I was I was going to be optimistic and say two 0 Oh, we'll keep my um terrible predictions in the past, <laughs> and we'll go for this week's match and against Bristol, Chris. What do you think you're going to, the score is going to be? I think there'll be um I think there'll be a few goals. I think we'll win three one. I was going to go for three one to avoid being. You should have uh, gone first. You should have gone first, Craig. I should have done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for two one then. So I'm not. I'm not doing the same as you every week. Yeah. I should probably tally them up from what we when we started and see how well we're doing in this. Yeah. In this prediction we probably, thing. We probably both have zero. <laughs> yeah, probably doing both doing terribly. But... <laughs> and that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Chris for joining me. Thanks to Jazar for allowing us to use his song No Control as our intro music. You've been listening to the Great Since 68 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us as you can receive the show every week as soon as it comes out. Just search for Damsling Park Dames on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and any other podcast platform you may use. If you prefer to listen through SoundCloud, be sure to give us a follow there so you can get notified whenever a new episode is out. You can follow us on Twitter at GreatSince68. And for our personal accounts, you can follow me at Craig Hadley. And Chris, how can they find you? On Twitter at AWCAIB. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, keep right on.